Welcome to Freedom Matters Today, equipping you to fight misinformation with the truth. This is week nine, part two of our series, Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. I am Michael J. Sutton. We seek to understand freedom from a Christian perspective. The theme for week nine is Mass Formation Psychosis and Revenge. The title for today's podcast is a question. Have you ever been betrayed? Have you ever been betrayed? Have you ever been stabbed in the back? In your life, have you ever been misrepresented, slandered, libeled, gossiped about, ostracized or victimized? The answer is probably yes if you live in this world for any length of time. It is difficult to walk through life without one or more of these things happening to you. None of these things are pleasant, none are satisfying, and none leave without making their mark. It could be professional, personal, or political. It is poisonous, whatever form it takes, whether it is in a word, an action, or an envelope. Betrayal strikes you when you are weak, makes you speechless, and stops you in your tracks. The sin of betrayal can destroy your life your family, your marriage, your reputation, and your entire reason for living. People who betray others are friends, allies, mates, spouses, or neighbours. If you have been betrayed, then you are in good company. Jesus was betrayed by his friend, a man by the name of Judas Iscariot. People in the church have been trying to excuse Judas for centuries, but it's a fool's errand. Judas was a traitor. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he did would get Jesus killed, and he did it anyway. Jesus claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. If he was betrayed, does it mean that Jesus' plan was brought to a halt by the heartlessness of his friend? This is a good question. Many have asked it and many still ask it today. The fact is that Jesus knew he was going to be crucified. It was only a matter of time. Jesus was not stupid. He could have run, but he chose not to. Jesus could have escaped, but he chose to stay. He could have disappeared, but he needed to be true to himself and honest to his Father in heaven. He gave up his life voluntarily. Jesus did not have an easy life. If you go to church, you can see the buildings, the money, the power, your priest in a nice house, kids at a good school. This is so different from the life of Jesus Christ. When we look at his life, we see a life of suffering, denial and death. Yet in all of that, you see a life worth living, a life that is true life. The true life of Jesus is in the real world, the same world you inhabit, but a world many completely ignore. Maybe you do. Jesus had a real life and he experienced real things with real people. He experienced all the depths of human suffering, of neglect and starvation, embarrassment, anger and loneliness. Even so, 
he could say a few hours before his trial that he was the way, the truth and the life. This is a remarkable thing. He knew he was going to die. Yet he said these words. He believed these words would sustain his disciples. He believed he would rise again. The coming of Jesus had purpose. He did not arrive by chance, nor was he a product of circumstance or context. Jesus arose because of his own purposeful choice and decision to stand in our place. He came into our life so he would know us. Jesus would be able to say that he knows how we feel because he was there himself. It's easy to be a God if you do not bleed, but Jesus bled. Jesus bled for us. His hands and his feet were nailed to the tree. He died a painful, horrific death for our sin. Yes, Jesus knew about life. If you read the Gospels, you read about everything we experience and more. That was the life of Jesus. We see him in his sadness and joy. We see him in his anger and his peace. We also see him being popular, and we see him being left alone. The life of Jesus was a real life. It was a difficult life. It was a short life. He was killed only after about three years of public ministry. No one has made more of an impact on the world in such a short time as Jesus Christ. But Jesus knew he was going to die. He also knew Judas had gone to betray him. He knew that his enemies were gathering, and he knew that he was soon to be arrested. Yet in all of this, John records the statement that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John does not record that Jesus said he was the way and he tried his best. Nor did Jesus say that he was the truth and tried to point that out. Jesus did not say that he was the life, but this life was going to end. Jesus was convinced that his father would raise him to life. He was confident that death could not keep him in the grave. He could say moments before his trial that he was the way, the truth and the life. The Christian faith is the belief that Jesus died for the sins of the world and rose again three days later. This is the belief in the impossible. If you don't believe in the resurrection of Christ, then you stand in good, good company. Many church leaders don't either. During COVID hysteria, many church leaders outed themselves when they said, we must follow the science. I've said it before. Christian fascists tolerate the supernatural for the sake of some in their congregation. Otherwise, the coffers will dry up and no one will give them any money. But they themselves do not believe a word of it. Their focus is morality, a Christless code of behaviour. Have you ever been betrayed? Do you know someone who has been betrayed? Go to churches run by Christian fascists they will betray you every day by not telling you the truth about God. Christian fascists say that the Bible is a set of dubious morality plays written by Jews in the past to explain human behaviour and pose questions that science now resolves. For Christian fascists, this means Jesus did not rise from the dead, 
It means there is no such person as God. It means that there is no such thing as a miracle. Have you ever been betrayed? Any person who claims to be a Christian and yet denies the supernatural power of God is not one. Faith in science gave us COVID hysteria. Modern Western science, which began in the 19th century, led to two world wars and maybe a third and is now facing ruin through COVID hysteria. Modern science was the door for religious atheism and many church leaders walk through that door. They are happy to still take your money and wear the robes of religion even though they don't actually believe in God. Yet this science led to fascism and communism and the Holocaust. Despite all this, the hypocrites still believe in a science that can stand apart from politics or greed. This is remarkable faith. This is astounding faith. Despite their faith in science, many of them cower like dogs in the kennel, afraid to go outside in fear of COVID, despite being quadruple vaccinated. Their confidence in science only leads to an atheism of fear and despair. Christians are far more tolerant of others than Christian fascists. I'm not telling you to go to church or what to do with your money or your time. But Christian fascists will never take no for an answer. They demand church attendance. They demand your obedience and they demand your money. They will tell you what to do and they will make the standards high. Maybe you can meet them, I don't know. Many just play along. If that's the cost for you, then pay it. If not, then don't. You have, after all, the government in whom you can place your trust. Let's examine this way of thinking. After all, governments never lie to us. They only tell us the truth, and they never engage in propaganda. Governments always give us the information we need to make up our own mind. It's the same with the media. The media can always be trusted. They are always impartial. The media never engages in propaganda. As the government and media tell us all the time, the only misinformation comes from people who challenge the official view. This, my friends, is the language of betrayal. This is the cup of betrayal that many drink daily. Paul said that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the aroma of life to some and the stench of death to others. 2 Corinthians 2.16 If you reject the Christian gospel, there are still many blessings in life you will receive. The rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. Matthew 5.45 You are not in this life excluded from all good things that come from God, even if you do not believe in him. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God withdraws his favour from people simply because of unbelief. Read the Psalms if you doubt me or Job. In Freedom Matters today, all I can do is try to persuade you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you choose not to, then that's your decision. Don't blame God for it, or me. I am innocent of your blood because I have proclaimed to you Jesus Christ. Remember, Freedom Matters today. 
because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can read today's podcast on our blog at freedommatterstoday.com or listen to all the earlier episodes of Freedom from Fascism. Please subscribe. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom Matters Today.